Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, 7.03 on this Monday morning. It's the 22nd day of January, 2024. I'm John Reed, and we are sure glad you're waking up with us on this very, very cold <laughs> Monday morning. Got 18 degrees outside at the moment. And eventually, it'll start climbing, but it's been moving in the wrong direction here to get started. So uh, bundle up if you're about to head out. Bundle up the kids. Bundle up yourself. Start the car early. I don't know. It's, it's, um, this is, this, you know you're in winter. At this stage. Now, Gary Hess is not with us this morning. Nothing bad has happened. Everything's good. Uh, but uh, yesterday, we, we, we were holding our breath all weekend because his daughter was supposed to give birth to a baby. And yesterday, the baby came. Um, so but the timing of it, Gary's like, wait a minute, I, I, I just got a new uh, grandchild. And I, can, I, can I skip out on work in the morning? And of course, everybody here, I mean, how many years has Gary been with us? 30 years? Good Lord. Yes, Gary. Go enjoy your new grandbaby. Um, so Gary, I think Gary's coming back tomorrow. You know, one day off is one thing. Two days, forget it. But <laughs> Gary will be back tomorrow. So we're a little abbreviated in the morning with the news. Um, but we wish the best for the Hess family as they celebrate the arrival of a new baby. I'm not going to tell you any of the other details because uh, that'll be Gary's story to tell when he joins us tomorrow. And we have lots to talk about here as we start the new uh, week. You know, Ron DeSantis dropping out of the presidential race, as the newscast just told you. And President Trump now being nice about Ron DeSantis. That was something I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm a Trump fan uh, in essence. Uh, but I didn't like the fact that Trump was beating up on DeSantis. I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do in a in a campaign, right? But this is the kind of thing that I don't particularly care for. Um, and, you know, somebody who's important like DeSantis, an important governor who's done an amazing job, who's increased the Republican representation of the legislature in Florida with his attitude. And I mean, DeSantis is a really not a shrinking violet. I mean, he has gotten into some scuffles um, you know, I jokingly said, I wish Governor Yunkin would wear a, a bracelet that said, what would Ron do? And instead of talking about Ronald Reagan, Ron DeSantis, I mean, you know, if because I think Governor Yunkin just has a different personality and Governor Yunkin, um, as a new person to Virginia politics, kept hoping that he would be able to sit down with Democrats and work out deals and, 
you know, find common ground. I really do think that he was sincere in that. I don't think that's worked. And I, it's awful. I kept saying it isn't going to work. These people are not interested in sitting down and talking to you. They actually want to ruin you and embarrass you. And I think maybe Governor Youngkin has figured that out. I mean, he's, he, I, in his heart, he, I think he's probably a good person who doesn't want to strike back. Donald Trump doesn't worry about that. <laughs> and I think Ron DeSantis got to the point where he didn't worry about it as governor of Florida. The problem for Glenn Youngkin here in Virginia is he only gets four years. So now he's he's through the first two years. What, now we have 23 months left for him in his administration? That's not a lot of time. Um, so I'm hoping that you know, Governor Youngkin will still be true to himself, and that is uh, being a good person. I don't expect him to talk like Donald Trump or even to get into the same tussles that Ron DeSantis would, but that maybe he will send message, hey, I got your message that you don't want to work with me, and so it's going to be rougher for you, too, going forward. Um, you know, 58% popularity number in Virginia for Governor Youngkin doesn't mean much if you can't get some things done. And here's another little piece of free advice to all the people down at the Capitol who were driving in this morning. Fire as many people as you can who worked for Ralph Northam and Terry McAuliffe. I think they've been a little hesitant to do that, again, because I think Glenn Youngkin wanted to believe that everybody would come together. Uh-uh, it's not going to happen. If they worked for Ralph Northam, if they were appointed by Ralph Northam, if they were appointed by Terry McAuliffe, you should show them the door as fast as possible. Maybe wait till the session's out so that the Democrats can't uh, screw with you, but get rid of these people. Unsolicited, my, my, my guidance, having watched this, quite frankly, longer than Glenn Youngkin has. I mean, I've, I've been an observer and a semi-participant this, in this Longer than he has. He's got $500 million in the bank, and I do not. But, you know, I, I may be able to give you some good guidance on that. Mark Early Jr. grew up around politics as well. He saw some good things and some bad things, some wins and some losses. And he is the new delegate from Chesterfield. And when we did the show live from the Commonwealth Hotel on Thursday, I walked over to the new General Assembly building. And one of the people I got to see was the newly minted delegate Early. And so, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on. Do you do you have everything up on your wall, or are you still obeying the rules and waiting for someone to come put the nails in the wall so you can have your degrees up and your state seal and stuff? I like that you're a rule follower on that kind of thing, but you may be sitting there for six more weeks with empty walls if you do it. Good morning, John. Uh, well, I tell you, we have made a little bit of progress. Somebody actually came by, so we got we got a few more decorations. We still got a ways to go, though. Okay, thank you for stopping. Okay. Thank you for stopping by. That was a lot. Yeah, of fun. it was great to see you and and on your team. And it was interesting. There's a lot of buzz up there on the seventh floor. A lot of people coming and going. And and I remind our audience: if you ever want to go meet your delegate, like if you live in Chesterfield, Mark Early is your delegate. Go by and. You know, he's in meetings and stuff, but if I think it's great to go by and see these people and you get get to face today, this is something you're passionate about, you can talk about for a couple of minutes. What are you passionate about uh, legislatively right now? Well, John, as you know, we are just getting underway here. We're about a week and a half in, and for some reason, the Senate has sort of gotten off to a faster start than we have on the House side. I think that's just because of all the leadership changes, but right. we have not seen a whole lot of action on the floor or even in a lot of committees yet. 
Um, but um, I think that's going to change this week. So I'll tell you, first of all, um, what I am comforted by, uh, probably more than anything, since we unfortunately do not have majorities in the House and Senate, we were over at the governor's mansion. Um, our caucus was a few nights ago. And I, I will assure everybody, I think, as you were just speaking about Governor Youngkin earlier, I think he's clear eyed about what's going on. And I think he is more than willing to use his veto pen when necessary. So I think everybody um, can take comfort in that because I do think, unfortunately, it's going to be necessary in a good number of instances. So yeah. thank God he's there. He may stop some really bad things from happening and i you know there are a lot of bills and i don't expect you to know how many thousands of them have been filed do you know that number i'm sure we're up into the two to three range at this point so there's a lot there's a lot that's getting thrown out there and you know a lot you know a lot of it's good a lot of it's bad a lot of it's uh muddy but we'll we'll see how it shakes out uh one of the ones that we're going to talk about a little bit later uh has to do with this second look bill which of course if you are just an average person and you have a sense of fairness about you of course you think oh well you know what yeah if somebody's if somebody's been locked up and it's good behavior and maybe maybe there's a question of whether they were guilty of course we want to do a second look i mean they're very the democrats are very clever with their names because they know that most virginians i think are fair-minded people but the second look bill um sounds like it's just saying you will not be locked up for more than 15 years the default position will be we let you out and, you know, I know you have a relationship with a former attorney general of Virginia and you've watched the, the crime sure. increase in other parts of uh, in other parts of central Virginia. Do you do you have a reaction sure. to that mindset? Well, yeah, I'll tell you. So that bill has not come before us yet. So I'm still taking a little I'm still taking a look at it. But okay. I will tell you, you know, look, I'm, I, as a baseline, look, I'm I'm all about, you know, redemption. And I even worked on prisoner reentry issues when, when Governor McDonald was in office. And, I, and I've done all that, and I think it's good. However, you know, we're at a time where, you know, we are seeing rising crime, not only over the Commonwealth, but all over the country, especially in major cities. And the lack of accountability is one of the major factors driving that increase. And so public safety and accountability needs to be first on our docket. So that's going to be what's driving my decisions. Now, again, you know, once somebody, um, you know, once a, sort of a threat has been neutralized and somebody is incarcerated, Look, do we want to better prepare that person to re to eventually reenter whenever that's going to happen? Of course we do, and that's both for moral and fiscal reasons. But at this point in where we are, you know, public safety is paramount, and that's what we need to be focused on. Yeah, so, the, you know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna view anything, you know, like you were talking about with a skeptical eye, um, you know, because public safety is, is paramount, and we've just gotten out of control with both with both serious and petty crime. It's just out of control. Yeah, um, but I'll. T- I'll tell you, we're, um, you know, I got I'm not going to bore you with the whole list of our bills, but we have a, we have bills on frankly, almost every topic that we're, uh, fighting for and putting forward, whether it's, you know, building the culture of life here in Virginia, protecting your second amendment rights. But let me just tell you a few that I'm focused oh, on. Please, I'm actually yeah. presenting, yeah, I'm presenting two bills today and then I'll give you a couple rundowns. So one is, you know, frankly, it's what I would think of as very, very reasonable. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, I'm not, super hopeful that we're going to get anywhere on it, given what the other side is. But we have one of the longest early voting periods uh, of any state in the nation with this Mm -hmm. 45 day deal. I got a bill to to reduce that to 14 days, which frankly still allows an enormous time. It's, it's still, it's on par with California, New York, 
you know, Connecticut, we're just way, way out of the mainstream on this. And it's a burden on our registrars. Mm -hmm. It's leading to voter fatigue. I mean, it literally is. I mean, we were joking about it being year round voting, but that is literally what it's almost turned into with some 130 days of voting every year. And it screws up the ability of people to make smart decisions. Like if you voted in the Republican primary on Friday and you voted for Ron DeSantis and the primary isn't even until March 5th, your vote is now wasted. Because Ron DeSantis right. isn't going to be in the presidential race. And I, I right. besides the possibility of cheating and the cost, the practical reality of whether your vote actually means something should be a factor in this. I, th- I think that's right. And, you know, the other side says, well, <clears throat> the longer time you have, it, you know, the more enthused it makes people and gets more people involved. I actually think it has the opposite effect. I think it disillusions people when there's literally year-round campaigning, literally year-round elections. I think people just start to ignore it. Um, the, other, the, the other bill we're putting forward today is, uh, you know, in recent years, especially after, you know, the Dobbs decision and everything else, we saw these, uh, you know, extreme aggressive uh, protests outside of the homes of judges and justices, you know, where spouses are, where kids are. You know, there's already a federal law that says you cannot try to obstruct or intimidate uh, you know, an officer of the court at their home, right. right? This is not, this is not on the street. It's not in front of courthouse. It's on at their home. And the problem is we don't have a Virginia law like that. And there was really no mechanism to protect the, uh, you know, the independence and, and integrity of our judiciary when that was happening. So we got a bill to make sure that we can do that. Um, I, you know, I think it's common sense. It's, it's, it's basically just to say, Hey, listen, Stay away from houses when you do this thing. It's not a trample on free speech. You can say whatever you want and protest wherever you want, but not in front of houses where we got wives and kids and everything else. So uh, we also got, you know, I, I think that's very speech. reasonable. And I would warn the Democrats who might vote against it that uh, on the day that the Republicans stop being polite, and I think that may be coming, I, I'm not looking for it. I don't want that to happen. I'm trying to stop that from happening. But on the day that uh, conservatives decide to hell with this, we're going to start playing like you do. There are a lot of Democrats who are going to be very unhappy about the because they don't know what it's like to have that That's kind it. of hostility. So they should watch their step and let's all uh, be civilized people here. But I don't I don't think that's their mindset right now. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This should really be, um, you know, agreeable no matter what side of the aisle you're on. because yeah. it's, it's a ba- it's a basic measure. Um, you know, last I, minute. You, what you got? Yeah, sure. Let me end with this. I mean, a lot of what we deal with. Um, you know, in laws is trying to fix the symptoms of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a couple things that I that I'm working on that I hope will get to the root of things in terms of, you know, I think when we look at how our kids are being affected by social media, uh, it's just gotten to the point of being a disaster. I mean, when you have 50 to 60 percent of young teen girls saying they're depressed mm-hmm. and we have all mm-hmm. these studies that, that, you know, just show they're totally on the wrong track. I got a bill that's going to empower parents to say, hey, listen, if, if a child, a minor wants to have a social media account, Parents got to sign off of it. The parents got to sort of have you well, know, an ability for for oversight here. So I think that's trying to get into the base of it. But I'll I'll leave you with this, John. I know nobody wants to talk about it, but unfortunately, 2025 is right around the corner. And right. if we want to actually be able to push some of these things through, and um, not only have a governor but a legislature who will help us, and not have a governor Spanberger or Stoney, then we got to start to work now for 2025. I know okay. nobody wants to hear it, but the time for actions now. Absolutely agree. Mark Early Jr., the new delegate from Chesterfield. I always appreciate the chance to talk to you, and I hope I'll see you in person again soon. Thank you.
Thank you, John. All right, 618 on this Monday. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 